What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation, and you're listening to Full 10 Yards NFL Podcast. Go Raiders. Just win, baby. Hey, we're rolling. We're rolling. We fought all game. Oh, all game. Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5. Scooting in for the score. Touchdown. Yeah. Welcome in everyone, this is the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast, welcome in one and all, hope you're all doing very well indeed. I am your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk, it is March, what is it now, March, March, March the 11th, bloody hell, where does the time go? Oh, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, we're all going to die of coronavirus, apparently, anyway. But I hope you've got your toilet roll. I hope you've got your pasta all stocked up and ready for the next couple of weeks and months. Uh, just, a word of warning, just a word of warning. I've uh, had a vindaloo for, for dinner this evening, so depending on how that goes, uh, we'll kind of dictate how long this podcast is. So uh, beware, of, <laughs> beware of that. Talking of coronavirus, it's, I mean, I'm getting sick of it personally, but... Um, yeah, be interesting. Be interesting to see if it, if it affects anything to do with the draft or like pro days and all the rest of it as well. I, I think I just saw something about uh, Seattle Dragons game uh, in the XFL being played behind closed doors, and there's more closed doors than um, Philip Rivers mentioned, I suppose. But um, yeah, moving on. Um, welcome into the podcast. This is obviously the NFL part of the Full Ten Yards Podcasting Network. On today's show. I'm going to bring you a bit of news, a bit of anything uh, about uh, the draft, bit some comp- compensatory uh, picks have been determined and other little tidbits as well. Uh, we're going to bring you, uh, the main segment is going to be about the NFL draft and teams that are likely to trade in the first round, give you a bit of background in first round trades and teams that are likely that fit the profile that could do so in 2020. Uh, and then finally, we are going to do some um, 2020, early 2020 predictions. So um, there is that to look forward to as well. If you want to get in contact with me personally, it's Tim underscore Monk F10Y. The show here is at full 10 yards. If you want to leave us a message, you can do so either on Twitter or DMs or and all the rest of it if it's for a mailbag question or some suggestions or, or whatever uh, you can also go on full10yards.com website uh, I'll give you all the articles that have gone up recently later but you can leave a, leave us a voice message if you want a question on the show or if you want any yeah. Well, if you want a voice on the show, go and fill it out. Go, go and, uh, via voice bite. That's on uh, the contacts part, uh, that part of the menu. So if you want to go and do that, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, quick question of the day from Martin, who um, was so kind to, to leave us a lot of questions last week. He asks, if you could have one current player and one rookie to join you in Vegas, uh, who would they be? So... They were quite quick answers for me, actually. So, and as I say, if you have them, anyone out there listening, if you have um, answers, let us know at Full Ten Yards, and we retweet the best ones. But uh, I think, I mean, there's probably a few candidates, but for me, you've probably got to go with Philip Rivers because you are guaranteed to get laid, uh, considering by the amount. Of, yeah, you're probably guaranteed to have a kid as well by the end of it, nine months later. But uh, Philip Rivers certainly looks like he's uh, had a had a good life and uh, is enjoy- certainly enjoyed himself uh, when it comes to getting up to nonsense. So yeah, Philip Rivers would probably be my vet. And then I uh, think about this one, obviously, in Vegas, it's got to be Mackay or Mackey uh, Beckton, the offensive lineman from Louisville. He is nigh on, what, two metres in height and 26 stone. And that boy uh, would be a very good bodyguard if you managed to, to take down a jackpot or take down a, a poker tournament over there in Vegas. So, yeah, I would go with those two, Philip Rivers and uh, Mackey Beckton, uh, for my two, uh, a vet and a, and a rookie, uh, for if I was going to go to Vegas for a night out. Let us know yours over at Full 10 Yards on Twitter or Facebook and we'll uh, retweet those. Uh, it's quite a good question actually, so I quite enjoyed that one. So thank you to you, Martin. Uh, let's get into first down. 
touchdown. Okay, yeah. So that's uh, a couple of bits of news to bring you up to speed. Obviously, we got the uh, CBA. Uh, stuff all going on still at the moment as well obviously the deadline for that is what was it the cba uh cba is saturday evening um obviously the franchise tag deadline as well has been moved to the monday because of, of that as well so um yeah cba stuff will cover once it's if it's either been done or not done so uh, we'll see how that goes but like i mentioned a bit earlier on the compensatory picks for the draft have been determined for this year 32 in total uh, covering a spread over 15 teams and surprise surprise the patriots have four uh, giving them a total of 14 uh, picks in this year's draft there were six teams that had three um can't remember them off the top of my head but houston uh, were one of them and they got the earliest one of all the comp- compensatory picks that were given out i think they were number 90s no, obviously 97 isn't it so you, you can only get a compensatory pick after the, the third round or later um so yeah although all those have been given out and then uh, the rule changes uh, a couple of proposals have come in for the annual league meeting, which takes place from the 29th of March for a couple of days. Uh, lo and behold, Philadelphia, like they usually do, get their hands dirty in this kind of in this meeting in terms of uh, proposing uh, rule changes. One of them being uh, the onside kick, uh, like we similar to what we saw in the Pro Bowl, uh, where you do rather than doing an onside kick, which is you know recovery rates are the worst in God knows how long. But uh, we saw the fourth and fifteen. I think it was from the 30-yard line or 35-yard line, but the uh, Philadelphia Eagles are proposing to now, now have it from the 25-yard line, obviously to increase the risk a little bit. And um, I think I, I certainly think as a rule, it should be something worth um, worth exploring because onside kicks are, are pretty much not impossible to recover now. Um, I, th- I think there was two in one game. Uh, what was it? The Miami Dolphins? I want to say the Miami Dolphins game this year. Anyway. Uh, that escapes me that one. Uh, but Philadelphia also looked to amend uh, rules, including video replay, to include um, penalties on scoring plays. Obviously, it's whether it's two points or if it's a touchdown and all the rest of it as well. Uh, and also, they have uh, asked once again to revert the overtime to 15 minutes back to the old rules but bring in some new rules to to kind of mitigate or negate the uh, the impact of, of the coin toss. So, no doubt that that involves something where both teams have to have a possession regardless of score or, or, or something like that anyway but there we go philadelphia as usual uh, getting involved in rule changes some other ones for some other teams i think the Chargers and, and the baltimore ravens got involved with um, getting involved with with extra officials and extra umpire and eighth official uh, and i think something about a technician to help with video replay or something like that as well so uh, that will take place in a couple of weeks time as well but yeah not really too much to write home about probably not too much here uh, that's going to get included or, or get changed anyway. So, um, but I thought I would bring you up to speed on that. A uh, couple of player bits of player news. Marshall Yonder, uh, offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens, has retired after 13 seasons. I think it was an eight-time Pro Bowler. Um, so yeah, um, he will be sorely missed on that offensive line there for Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, uh, no doubt for that running game. Austin Eckler has signed a new deal uh, with the Chargers, four years up to 26 million. I think it's a really good deal for both. Uh, uh, Eckler and the Chargers as well. I'll be interested to see what kind of that means for for Melvin Gordon because you know it's not a massive contract for Eckler. Um, obviously, he's been living on peanuts since he since he entered the league. So 
Uh, I'm not quite sure he could quite believe the uh, the offer that was on the table for him by the charges. Uh, he was almost in like disbelief if you look at some of the quotes or, and all the rest of it as well. So, uh, yeah, well done to Austin Eckler, obviously one of the better backs. Um, he's very, very useful at the backfield, both with his hands uh, and on the ground as well. So, um, yeah, kudos to him. But, yeah, be interesting to see what that means for Melvin Gordon and all the other running backs. So quite a lot of impending uh, free agents there in the running back in the running back room. So, um, yeah, watch this space on that one. Um, apparently, uh, the last couple of minutes has come out that time Tampa Bay are apparently, air quote, all in on Tom Brady. Um, not quite sure I'd like that myself. Um, obviously, I think Chris Godwin's number 12 as well, so I'm not quite sure if they would fight over who is number 12. But if they're all in on Brady, I hope that hopefully they are playing poker uh, and they're not doing anything else. I don't really, uh, like I've said on previous podcasts last week, I can't see Brady anywhere other than New England. He's just flirting at the moment with... Uh, with being a, a single man, being an eligible bachelor. Uh, obviously, it's not till what the 18th of March, I think the uh, the front the free agency stuff starts finishes. Free agency is the 18th of March, yeah. Um, and then finally, a bit of other <laughs> bit of stupid news. Uh, Gronkowski apparently, uh, Rob Gronkowski, former tight end of the New England Patriots, close to signing a deal with WWE. So you can probably that's probably the final nail in the coffin. You can you can get rid of him in all your fantasy teams, uh, in your dynasty teams anyway. But there we go. Uh, okay, that is all the latest news in the NFL. It's time to get to the NFL draft and have a look at some teams uh, that are potential trade candidates in the first round. Second down. Okay, so yeah, what we're going to do in this section is we're going to look at all the teams in the NFL draft in the first round. Obviously, there's a couple of teams that don't have picks. The Rams, Houston Texans, Chicago and Pittsburgh. Uh, who don't have picks in the first round. I'm not saying that they can't trade back into the first round, but it seems very unlikely if you ask me. Um, but yeah, just before we get into kind of this year's draft, uh, kind of give a, a little caveat to a kind of a context as to what kind of uh, makes teams want to move up or trade back. Uh, generally, you know, if you need a QB, if, if, if a team has a need, you're more likely to, to trade to move up and go and get your player if there's a particular player you like, uh, especially if the, the position is particularly sparse. And there are obviously a couple of positions this year um, that are that are sparse. Um, obviously, there's a lot of positions that you can probably wait on, like you know, wide receiver and running backs. You could see drop further down the board because there are a lot of them, and the the class in, in the depth in the class is is pretty good. So, um, yeah, it depends on you know team need. Uh, also depends on whether or not teams have multiple picks. You know, like say the Patriots have 14 picks, uh, and the likelihood is they're not going to use them all. And what you do is you package one pick with another pick to move up and and kind of maneuver the board a little bit and go and get the guys that you want and um, be aggressive. Um, yes, yeah. There's no point being reactive. You've got to be proactive uh, in this league. Go and get your guys. Uh, even if you are getting um, who's who was the uh, Daniel Jones at six from a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah, kind of what uh, in, uh, initiates kind of teams moving up or moving down. Obviously, teams that want to move down, maybe they haven't got a lot of picks. So yeah, teams like the the, um, the Washington Redskins probably or Detroit. Um, which we, we get into very shortly as well. If they've got loads of holes and they've got loads of gaps to fill, uh, they probably want more picks. And similarly, if teams haven't got uh, a lot of picks like the Giants, uh, they don't have a third-round pick because of their um, trade for Leonard Williams last season. You know, some people might want to accumulate picks. I know that, uh, Philadelphia, another team who like to manoeuvre around the board, so uh, you know, getting value for their for their picks. So um, again, they're a team. It depends on on the team needs and what they what else they have in the coffers as well to be able to try and maneuver the board. Um, obviously, you've got a couple of teams that have multiple picks in the first round: Jacksonville, Las Vegas. Uh, a couple of teams obviously come to top to of my mind. Um, 
let's have a quick look at the guide to some first round trades over the the past uh, couple of, of years. Uh, Atlanta, back in 2011, Atlanta moved up from 27 to number 6 and gave up number 59-124 and a, a future first and fourth round pick. They traded with the Browns to go and get Julio Jones as well. I think it's fair to say Julio and Atlanta got the better the better side of that deal. And it, just, it just boggles my mind the amount of picks uh, that the Browns had, had over the last decade. Absolutely boggles my mind. Anyway, uh, the Browns are obviously in this one as well. 2014, uh, Buffalo traded up to, all the way up to number 4. Uh, to go and get Sammy Watkins, the Browns had number se- uh, the Buffalo had number seven at the time. Trade up to four, and they gave around up a future first and fifth round pick as well. Doesn't actually cost a lot uh, to move up too many spots in the NFL draft, uh, especially this year as well, where you know prospects that are top five, top ten picks are going to be dropping to like the teens and the twenties as well. So obviously bear that in mind. Uh, the GMs do obviously when they uh, look at trading up and down. And then finally, uh, Patrick Mahomes, 2017, Kansas City traded up from number 27 all the way up to number 10, giving up a third round and a 2018 first as well to go and get that with Buffalo. So yeah, there are some some big uh, notable deals over the last uh, kind of decade or so. Uh, in the first round again, how many? Um, I did have it written down here somewhere. Who had to, how many trades were there last year? Oh, yeah, six. So yeah, twenty nineteen last year, six draft um, draft day trades. Obviously, the ones before the trade even happened, Mari Cooper, Khalil Mack, and, and OBJ uh, were first round picks that were traded prior to the draft. But yeah, six the actual trades on draft day in the first round in twenty nineteen. Obviously, the bigger one, one of the bigger ones was Denver trading back to twenty with for, uh, with to Pittsburgh, who wanted to go up to number ten to go and get Devin Bush. Uh, but there was the majority of trades were all up uh, towards the back end of the, of the first round as well. Uh, obviously, 2018 obviously had the year of um, the Jets moving up to go get Sam, da- Sam Darnold from six to three for all those second round picks or what have you as well. So um, even if your team, you know, if you are watching draft, the draft on draft night, which is what, April 20-something, I can't remember that off the top of my head. But yeah, you know, there's loads of trades. Obviously, it's in Vegas this year as well. So uh, it should be exciting to watch And if, you, if you're staying up. So um, plenty of trades. I do, I do love a draft day trade. Uh, no doubt I'll be probably watching draft day as well. Uh, one of the films, I can't remember who stars in that either, but um, I never was, a, never was a film guy. But let's take a look at this year then. So we've got Washington... At number two and Detroit number three, quite a lot of t- people and mock drafts and uh, rumours are that one of those two teams are going to be trading back with Miami at five to obviously for Miami are pretty much penned in for Tua. Whether they take him at five or not, it remains to be seen or whether they trade up to two and three. The one thing I will say is if you've got a team that aren't called Miami that do want someone like Tua or or a quarterback or, or what have you, yeah, I, I can see someone trying to jump ahead uh, of Miami with Washington from two, but that will probably be done before the draft. I can't see that the teams would leave it that late uh, to move up to two. Maybe they will. I'm not, I don't know. Um, the only teams that come to mind really, Las Vegas um, potentially, obviously got two first round picks. They could use both of those to move up to two or three. Uh, and I think if you're Washington, you you would want two first round picks for for number two, whether or not they go up to get Chase Young or whether or not they go up to go and get uh, two. Because Washington obviously a lot of holes um, on that on that team, so uh, would feel. Would feel a lot of holes if you can, you know, bag a couple of firsts, uh, maybe a future pick as well. So, um, yeah, I think if Washington are going to trade that that pick from number two, they'll do it before the draft, uh, maybe during the draft. If Washington pick, 
uh, at two when it gets to number three in Detroit on the clock. You'll probably see Miami or potentially Las Vegas or a team moving back to Detroit because Detroit, again, a team with a lot of holes in that defense, uh, could certainly move up with Miami, who have what 18 and 26, and Ve- uh, Las Vegas have. Uh, let me just double check who Las Vegas have. I know they've got two, they've got 12 and 19 as well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why if you're, Tampa, if you're Las Vegas, why you couldn't give up 12. 19 to move up to to three and then maybe give up a future second or third or so we'll give up a second third this year or something so um yeah i mean to be seen you probably even give up what they got 44 they got 44 as well i can't see the can't see the second one in front of me but uh here we go so yeah washington i I think washington and detroit one of those one of those guys uh will one of those teams will trade back um due to someone wanting to uh um could both happen i suppose so I, i suppose you could see a you could see a scenario where Miami trade with the Detroit you know, prior to the draft, and then someone stumps them and, and trades, and then someone trades with Washington. Um, highly unlikely, uh, but I do fully expect one of those two teams at two and three to move back. Uh, a team that should move back that probably won't is uh, David Gettleman and the New York Giants. Um, they kind of just go against the grain in, in all aspects of, of when it comes to draft. Um, again, they've got loads of holes at what edge, um, O line, corner, um, so they could they could certainly be a team you know for. If you're say if you're the you know, call up the Chargers or call up Carolina if you want a QB or Vegas if they want a QB and say look we're we're happy to trade back from four because uh, I'd assume yeah let's let's say for instance it gets to the Giants and Washington and Detroit have both picked and Miami sitting in there at five it wouldn't wouldn't be on beyond the rounds of possibility that. Uh, someone jumps ahead of of the Giants of, and uh, sorry ahead of the Dolphins and move up to four, um, so that's certainly a, a scenario that could play out as well. Um, would Miami trade up one place to four? Possibly. Uh, it's been done before that you know, Chicago moved up one place to get Mitch Trubisky. So, um, but yeah, again, David Gettleman and and his analytics guys, as he likes to put it, um, don't tend to don't tend to trade in the draft. They'll just take their picks. Um, and then go from there. Probably pick someone that they don't need. Um, but there's a lot. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of talent uh, at, when the Giants get on the clock at four that that fit their needs. You obviously got Werfs, the um, Tristan Werfs, the offensive lineman, um, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson, Derek Brown. They don't need because I think they're okay at defensive tackle. Probably need a bit of edge rush, but Chase Young, I don't see getting to four anyway. But um, you know, they do, you could you could see a scenario where Cincinnati uh, and uh, take obviously you can take Joe Burrow. Uh, like I said, Washington, Detroit, both take a quarterback potentially, you know, uh, Tua, and then you've got Herbert, Love, or, or um, Issa. It's way too early for Eason, but you know, you could see uh, three QBs go off the board again. Highly unlikely, but uh, in that obviously, in that respect, uh, Chase Young would get to the Giants, and that would be quite something indeed. Um, let's let's have a look. At, uh, as well, the other thing as well. Obviously, this is quite early. We're still over a month away from the draft, so it's quite hard to predict uh, without free agency playing out. Not kind of knowing what's what's what teams uh, are going to do. Teams that have either loads of impending free agents or loads of holes, obviously, will do their dealings in free agency, and then that will kind of plug some of the gaps, kind of like a noughts and crosses, if you like. And then it might be a bit easier to pluck uh, teams that are right before the, the picking in terms of, of trading back or trading up. Um, so uh, again. Yeah, that applies to to teams like the Colts, the Vegas Raiders, and and the, the Buccaneers, uh, and the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are quite interesting actually because Anthony Lynn seems to really like uh, Tyrod Taylor as well, and obviously they just had a they recently completed a 
a, a trade with the Panthers. God knows what the uh, the Panthers were drinking at the time of that trade, but I think it was a trade Turner, uh, essentially a straight swap for Russell Okung. So um, potential there that the Chargers might not go QB in the draft. Uh, I know everyone seems to be mocking Justin Herbert to them, um, but if Anthony Lynn decides to go Tyrod Taylor, then maybe go QB next year if it all falls apart. Um, Chargers could be candidates to trade back, um, but Tom Telesco and the, and the guys over at Chargers, again, they tend to go by the book. They don't really do do too much uh, in terms of draft so um, one thing I will say obviously trying to um, trying to hypothesise which teams are going to trade back towards the back end of the round obviously there were a lot last year there are quite a lot of teams that are in the right spots for the place that they need obviously Dallas is my team picking uh, from was it 19 or was it 17 hang on two seconds of uh, 17 Obviously, they need a safety or they need, uh, obviously, if Javon, Javon Kinlaw drops back there, they, they'll go for him as well. But yeah, yeah Dallas are in a, pr- a really good spot for the for the positions of need there. Again, corner might be a need if Byron Jones goes uh, as well. Or, you know, wide receiver if Amari Cooper is, is, is not t- kind of tied up to a long-term deal as well. So Dallas, a uh, team that I don't expect to move up or down. Um, they, they've actually really drafted work really well over the last couple of seasons. So, um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Dallas. Um, I've other couple of teams obviously you've got the Jets the Browns uh, Arizona and the Jags uh, who all need O-line help and you've got you know you've got guys um, you've got Worths you've got obviously Mickey Beckton you've got Andrew Thomas you're all you know, potentially top 15 picks and say with the Jets uh, at 11 Cleveland at 10 Jacksonville at 9 Arizona at 8 you know they're all in the in the running for offensive linemen uh, and they say so they're in the prime spot there as well so probably would take a, a big deal uh, for some of them to move back even maybe one or two spots but you know certainly if you're a team like the, the, the Browns or the Jets and you want to move back a couple of spots where you've got India at 13 and, four, and Tampa Bay at 14 that want a quarterback uh, that, that could certainly be you know something that, that happens because you, you know if you're only moving back a couple of spots there must be a couple of people you still like on the board so um, whilst picking up more, you know, draft picks, more dart darts to throw at the board, um, but still potentially get the players that you want as well. So, um, if you're if you're around the ten the ten region, um, and you say you want O lineman, perfect place to be this in this year's draft. Um, potential um, towards the back end of the draft. Um, yeah, Philadelphia, like I've mentioned before, they tend they seem to like to get a lot of value for their picks as well. They tend to move up and down. Obviously, moved up last year ahead of uh, Houston to get Andre Dillard, uh, the tackle. Um, ahead of uh, was it Houston wanted attacker then and they ended up taking Ch- Titus Howard so obviously you know, Philadelphia are accustomed to doing that and Phil- um, New England are a team that obviously again move around the board a lot uh, they've got 14 picks so they can do whatever the hell they want I mean they do that anyway but um, yeah New England again they're picking from 23 this year which is something they're not accustomed to um, similarly San Francisco picking 31 uh, they were picking at what number two two last year was it um, obviously Nick Bosa so a um, couple of teams that look a bit wrong you know, Tennessee number 29 another team that just don't, doesn't look right picking that <laughs> picking that late uh, in the first round as well so um, yeah, I'd like to say will be plenty of trades again. There's usually for about five or six trades every year in the first round. People positioning themselves again. I'm not going to spend the next 20 minutes trying to trying to hypothesise late round, uh, yeah, second second round onwards uh, draft trades because there'll just be loads of them, uh, and it's just yeah, it's all all hell breaks loose then, uh, to be quite honest. But hopefully that that gives you kind of an indication some teams um, and some kind of scenarios that might play out where teams trade up in the first round or trade back and team and what you know might have to give up and what why um, some teams will some teams won't 
Um, so yeah, let's know. Let's know if your team uh, will, if you think you'll trade up or trade back, or maybe who you'll pick in the first round. I'm sure Lee would love to hear your thoughts as well over in the college, uh, college side of things. Obviously um, on the website as well. Rob's just put his mock draft up. Uh, he certainly thinks that the Las Vegas Raiders will. Um, We'll make a splash, and I'm not making a, a pun about the Blagio, but he, he thinks that I'll make a splash and trade all the way up to number two. So head over to the website and find out what what he um, what the Raiders are giving up there to go and trade up to number two, and who they're picking as well. So um, so yeah, certainly good stuff going on there. I'll, I'll put up a, another mock draft at some point. Uh, obviously post combine now, and pro days are coming up as well over the next couple of weeks. So and I'm sure Lee's got, is already working on one as we speak. So that's the draft all wrapped up, obviously just over a month or so away. Uh, let's turn our attention to something that's nearly six months. That's depressing, isn't it, when you say that the uh, regular season doesn't start for, what, just under six months? Oh, my God. But anyway, we're going to get to uh, your down, fourth down, where we look at some early 2020 predictions. Fourth down. For the more quick-witted of our listeners, obviously you know that I have not done third down, but... That's because there's not really much going on this time of year. Actually, one thing I one thing I did um, I did post out on social media actually across all kind of all platforms was um, obviously you got eight divisions, so I kind of made up uh, you know pick one quarterback, two uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, tight end, a flex, and a and a defense. And it's quite interesting actually the amount of uh, kind of responses you get to that. Um, first thing you have to think of I was set on two teams and I couldn't decide which way to have my quarterback which division to have my quarterback and my and one of my wide receivers to because uh, firstly generally most people are going to decide whether or not to have Lamar Jackson and uh, Patrick Mahomes let me just get my one back up hang on two seconds yeah, so I chose uh, I chose Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback, obviously for the AFC West, and then my court, my running backs were Saquon Barkley, NFC NFC East, Dalvin Cook, uh, NFC North, and then uh, my wide receivers, uh, John Dre Hopkins, obviously of the AFC South, and then uh, Ob Odell Beckham Jr. is the AFC North tight end. I think unanimously he's got to be George Kittle, isn't it, for the NFC West? Uh, my flex was Christian McCaffrey, NFC South. And then defense again. Shocked if anyone goes any uh, anything other than New England because everyone everyone else in that AFC East um, is not really going to be making any, any starting lineups in terms of stars, stud, stars and uh, studs. But um, yeah, I was kind of flipping between whether or not to have Patrick Mahomes uh, and OBJ, which is what I've gone for, or go Lamar Jackson and, and Tyreek Hill. Um, it's a bit of a bit, bit was a bit of a toss up for me. Uh, and also the other consideration was whether or not to have uh, Christian McCaffrey or Julio Jones as, as my flex. So. Uh, but let's know. Like I say, pick one one player for, from each division to fill to fill that roster. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, a tight end, and a uh, flex and a defense. So um, yeah, quite a good quite a good uh, conversation start as well. So we'll retweet some of those over at Full Ten Yards on the Twitter. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, I'm going to cheat that as my third down. So uh, let's actually now get to fourth down. Fourth down. So yeah, like I said, I don't really want to turn this uh, part 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 of the um, podcast into a kind of a betting segment. So I'm going to kind of leave the betting side of things out um, at the moment. And I say there's only very limited markets anyway. And I say we'll be giving you some some betting content very shortly indeed. Obviously with the draft uh, coming up, so no doubt um, Adam's been he's been working away, learning a bit of Excel. The boy, I'm proud of him. Um, yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd go go through each of the divisions and kind of give you my thoughts. Uh, some early, some early, maybe some early dark horses or some teams that are going to you know not do as well as, as people hope, but. Um, 
certainly, certainly some interesting divisions. I know last week I said the NFC West was going to be by far the most exciting and the most uh, competitive, obviously, because you've got um, essentially you could, you could you could argue you've got four four teams worthy of uh, playoff um, contention uh, this year. And I think you know, as a prediction, you wouldn't be far from from a prediction if you were saying that you know three teams from that division make the playoffs in twenty twenty. Um, you know, certainly all teams have um, plus five hundred. Uh, capabilities, um, you know, two or three teams could even get to ten. Uh, I know, obviously, all teams have got to play each other, and it's got to work out uh, specifically in certain scenarios to be able to get what three teams to ten wins or to get everyone over over five hundred. So, um, yes, it is difficult, but considering the, the talent on the teams and the you know the the way they play, and like I mentioned on the podcast last week, you know, they always play each other tough. Um, certainly, uh, prediction for the NFC West for all te- three teams to make the playoffs. That's for three three out of four teams to make the playoffs. Uh, obviously, if the uh, if the playoffs expand to seven teams, then who God knows, God God help us. But um, yeah, um, yeah, Seattle. Uh, I th- I've got as earmarked as division winners. Am I, is it is it because I'm stopping against San Francisco 49ers? Yes, absolutely. Um, be interesting to see what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo though. Um, still not convinced he is uh, their quarterback, but um, he is uh, as we speak on March the 11th. So um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Seattle because I'm just stubborn and I know it when uh, Lee and um, and Adam, everyone that's listening, you're, you're, I know, I know that you'll be laughing and smirking. So there is that as well. So, and if you're a long-time listener as well, hopefully you are as well. But there we go. Uh, NFC East. I mean, there's no point talking to me about the NFC East. It's just going to be similar to last year. Again, the Giants are just miles away from anything at the moment. So I think they're certainly shoehorned or earmarked in for fourth position. Uh, Redskins, obviously, under coach Ron Rivera for the first year, sometimes can struggle um, under first-year head coaches. But I think Ron Rivera has enough about him to to kind of have an upward trajectory for for that organization they need it after all the suffering they've had over the last couple of years as well so um don't whilst i don't i don't think they'll trouble wild card uh, aspirations or, or dallas and philadelphia it'd be between those two guys again uh, i certainly hope um mike mccarthy brings a winning a winning record to dallas as well otherwise um getting rid of jason garrett would uh, won't will be just as just as painful because we um essentially have the same record as if he was there but we've actually got Mike McCarthy but there we go um let's move over to the south Ah, I've got a strong feeling that Carolina are going to finish bottom of that division Uh, that defense obviously missing a lot they've just traded away bloody Trey Turner for for Russell O'Kung all the signs pointing that they're going to blow this thing up uh, and and start from scratch so they're they're certainly in a rebuild mode so if you're a Carolina fan I do apologize Uh, NFC North uh, it be interesting to see, what, again, what the Chicago Bears do in free agency, if it, or the draft, if anything, at quarterback position, because uh, I can certainly see them having more troubles like they did in 2019. Uh, Detroit, uh, again, I think they've probably got a, a too many holes at the moment, unless they trade back and get a whopper of a deal. I uh, can't really see them being too competitive. Obviously, got Matt Stafford to come back as well, so um, it's, it's hard It's hard to get optimistic, but certainly some pieces there. Uh, again, Kieran Johnson has been off the field far too many times for Matt Patricia and Coe's life. Uh, again, will it be between Green Bay and uh, Minnesota? Yes, it will likely uh, be that way. Um, obviously, Green Bay now uh, will be under second year of Matt Lafleur. 
temperatures and see if they take a step forward, if any. And obviously, Green, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, didn't have a great a great season last season, but still put up some decent numbers, as did Devontae Adams when he was on the field. Aaron Jones obviously had a stellar season, one of the leading touchdown scorers last year. So um, their kind of thoughts uh, at the moment on the NFC. D- 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 dark horse, uh, depending on what Bruce Arians can do, uh, I think, again, James Winston is not going to lead them to the playoffs. I know that's a, a quite a polarising uh, player as well. But, yeah, Tampa Bay could be... I, I think I mentioned them as a dark horse last year. Uh, Atlanta could be a dark horse if um, if their defence t- kind of stays healthy. And the offensive line that they, they picked, so was it uh, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, obviously, in the first round last year, if they got those guys can step forward on the line, give Matt, Matt Ryan a bit of protection. I, I think they're candidates to potentially draft a, uh, a running back, obviously, uh, not looking to keep Devonta Freeman. Over in the NFC, in the AFC, um, I think the AFC North could be quite interesting next year. Obviously, you've got Joe Burrow coming over to the Cincinnati Bengals by all accounts. Um, you know, can Baltimore, who have a bit of a patchy defense and a bit of an aging defense, uh, obviously let a few stars go last year. Can they keep it up? Obviously, they're aggression candidates in terms of their offense and um, you know, obviously a lot of teams will be watching that tape when they played Tennessee on, on how to try and beat them so um, yeah it'd be interesting to see if the Browns I'm going to make a prediction now the Browns make the playoffs uh, you heard it here first 11th of March 2020 at 20 past 8 so uh, yeah Browns making the playoffs in 2020 I just think Kevin, Kevin Stefanski uh, will be able to turn it around again a bit of a post-hype sleep obviously everyone absolutely everyone and their dog was on the Browns last year uh, to make the playoffs, and even though with the Super Bowl, and they fell flat on their face. So maybe, um, obviously, burnt. You know, they burnt. Your fingers have been burnt too many times, so no one's going to lay a finger on them now, and uh, they might actually show what they're able to do. They've, they've got the talent. You've, you know, you, when you've got Baker Mayfield, uh, granted, didn't have a great season last year after a promising rookie year. Um, hopefully he can he can step back forward um, under under Kevin Stefanski. But you know you've got Nick Chubb, you've got Odell Beckham Jr., you've got you know, David Njoku, who's a capable tight end now who might come back into the fray. Obviously he had a bit of a fallout with Freddie Kitchens, but you've got Jarvis Landry, one of the best catchers uh, in the NFL, even if they are uh, average depth of target of two yards. But alas, uh, I digress. And uh, you know obviously Miles Garrett's back now from swinging his helmet. Um, poor old uh, was it Mason Rudolph. Um, but yeah, there's plenty of plenty of uh, talent on that team. Obviously, Bradley Chubb's another name. Is, uh, not Bradley Chubb. Um, no, it's Miles Garrett, is it? Miles Garrett. And who's the other guy they took? Um, Denzel Ward. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the Browns should should have. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Browns have a winning season. And they make the playoffs. Um, Steelers. Uh, all depends on kind of. I think Ben Roethlisberger's probably throwing a few bits now. Um, not quite sure if he's cleared to do anything properly. But no, obviously coming back from an elbow injury, be interesting to see he's getting on in age, and no doubt he's put on a few pounds uh, since he's been out. Um, but yeah, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster struggled last year, obviously being the number one with Antonio Brown gone. James Connor has never been um, never been one of my favourites. Um, be interesting to see if they uh, draft a running back as well. Pittsburgh actually, they could be a bit of a dark horse for a running back dra- um, in the, in the draft. So. Um, not not a big fan of James Connor personally. AFC South, um, I think it's just going to be kind of same old. Um, Philip Rivers goes to the Indianapolis Colts, could inject a bit of a bit of fun into the division. Well, obviously, if he goes to and if he comes goes out to, to Vegas with me first, uh, <laughs> obviously, um, yeah, Derek Henry. Obviously, Titans have got a few questions to answer. They could be you know, devoid of a quarterback and, and a running back, depending if it all goes uh, a bit tits up over there. Um, Houston are going to be Houston. Yeah, obviously, Joshua Watson, probably the best player in the AFC South, to be quite honest. Um, again, 
he's got the similar he's, they've got similar issues and they've not got a lot of draft picks so it's going to be pretty much kind of going with what they got after trading for Larry Mutunsel uh, trading away Jadavion Clowney so um, yeah they're going to have to probably play as, as well as, as they did last year to, to, to be able to get back to the playoffs in 2020 uh, AFC East um, I mean I think I've, I think I said in the podcast last year that last year was the year that uh, the Buffalo Bills finally took over the Patriots but if Tom Brady leaves uh, even if he doesn't leave, to be honest, I, I certainly think the Bills return to the postseason. If not, maybe I think they get to double-digit wins, and I think they'll. I, I'm going to say it. I think they're going to win the uh, going to win the division, and then that's going to um, say see you later to Bill Belichick and Co. So um, yeah, that's AFC East, Miami again. Miles, um, yeah, another full year, I think. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is back, but yeah, they over probably overachieved a little bit last year. Under Brian Flores, um, probably will upset the apple cart a few times uh, during the season in 2020. Uh, but again, I think they may be one season or two away now from the from the postseason. But yeah, like I say, optimistic, optimistic times ahead for Miami Dolphins fans. I think they're playing in London as well next year, so uh, there is that as well. If you are a Dolphin, uh, and then there's no point, there's no point talking about the Jets, so I'm not going to. Um, final, finally, FC West. Um, I think Denver would be a, a dark, kind of a dark horse for a playoff shout. Uh, I was quite impressed with what Drew Locke had to offer last year. Cortland Sutton making some great catches, uh, and they've got obviously the tandem of Philip Lindsay and, and Royce Freeman. But obviously, in the news last week, said that they were looking for an, a different back. So uh, I did earmark Devonta Freeman uh, for that for that role to, to complement Philip Lindsay. So, uh, but I think I certainly think the pieces are there. Obviously, Denver have got the picks. And uh, seem to be trending in the right direction as well. Uh, Chargers obviously moving to a new stadium uh, could be in a bit of disarray if uh, they don't sort kind of sort things out over there. And, and Tyler, if Tyler Taylor is obviously not the answer, uh, and then the, Ve- the Raiders, um, the Vegas Raiders could be absolutely anything as well. So um, FC West could be sneaky good, but I think obviously Kansas City have it all in hand because they have one Mr. Patrick Mahomes. But let's know your thoughts. Let's know your predictions uh, this early on in 2020, and then you know, this time in you know. 11 months time we can look back and see oh, who 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 um who did well but anyway let me go uh obviously at full 10 yards on twitter so i can see the referees running in which is good because i can feel the vindaloo warming my belly so let's uh, let's get out of here that's the two minute warning Yep, so just a minute now to round us off to get, let you know of all the great stuff that's going on on our website. Do make sure you're following the blog. Make sure you are checking back every day for content because we're putting up some really good stuff. And, uh, let's start off with it. top 10, 10 defining moments of 2019. Crack an article from uh, Sean Tyler who takes a look at such things as Andrew, Lux, Andrew Luxman retirement, Gardner Minshew's um, kind of bursting onto the scene in the NFL uh, and obviously some highlights as well including the uh, was it the mud bowl between uh, the Washington Redskins and the 49 as well and everything in between obviously Antonio Brown and was another one um, so yeah go and have a look top 10 things uh, I think we throw uh, Sean throws in an extra one there just for luck as well um, so if, we've, if we feel that we've missed any of those out do let us know some other ones college side of things um, Alex Lewis has done a, a nice little article on Cam Akers um, running back uh, entering this year's draft, taking a look at him and the comparisons between, um, is it Mississippi? Um, he's, he's one of his old teammates or kind of um, alums, I suppose you can call him. Dalvin Cook um, takes a look at the comparisons between those players as well. So go and make sure you go and check that out. And like I said, Rob has done a mock draft as well for you all to read all 32 teams first round with trades as well. Some blockbuster trades at two and three, I believe. So yeah, a little bit of a tease up for you there. If you're an XFL person, like a bit of the XFL, um, certainly make sure you go and give it a 
Michael and Sean are listening over on the podcast that was released earlier today. Uh, but also, Sean has posted his XFL takeaways from week five as well. Some uh, Bon Jovi-related uh, puns in there for you as well, for anyone that likes the XFL. Britball side of things, we're going to start to ramp that up. Uh, I've put a few feelers out to some teams, so we're going to be getting some interviews. We're going to get some uh, some insight into some teams' preparations ahead of the new Britball season. So anyone out there listening know of a team or a player uh, that you, you want to get involved, get your team on. Uh, do get in contact with us at F10Y Britball, obviously, for that one. Uh, and then finally, like I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, if you want to get your voice on the show, you've got a mailbag question, you've got any question whatsoever, head over to our website, full10yards.com forward slash contact. There is a uh, op- there is an option there to go and leave us a voice message via voice bites as well. And it takes a couple of clicks, uh, 15 seconds maximum voice message, and then so that will come through to us and we'll play the best ones out on the show. So make sure you go and do that if you want your question on. And then finally, I would be remembering miss if uh, I didn't tell you about the 10% code uh, discount code that you have over at the moment at NFL Shop Europe uh, obviously loads of and loads and hundreds of items uh, at the moment on sale over there so get an extra 10% off and save even more as well you know I think today's item of the day was an Odell Beckham's Browns uh, jersey men's £45 obviously 10% off that £4.50 uh, so anyway including postage under £45 what more can you say but that's going to do it for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, another solo pod from me today. Uh, going to be obviously putting all of our weight probably much to, to you know, once the CBA finishes towards the draft. So we'll be putting loads of draft content out as well. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See, uh, five star if you would be so kind. That would help us out. But yeah, try and get, try and tell a friend. Try and tell a friend that we're about and we cover all aspects of American football. Maybe a writer out there wants to want to do a bit of writing for us. Uh, certainly on the fantasy side as well. Um, we're trying to get that up and uh, up and running as well. Obviously in the off season we've got some dynasty dynasty articles coming your way um yeah i I enjoyed it hope you did too we will speak to you very soon indeed but in the meantime in the great words of kevin cadle it's bye bye for now thanks for listening to the full 10 yards podcast Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full10Yards or email the show full10yards at gmail.com.